Hello, I'm Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. Today's episode is what happens when we don't have an agenda, when, when we just sit down and talk about current events and how things are going. Um, so one of the nice things about Cloud 2030 to me is that we, we don't have to have an agenda to have a really interesting conversation. And that is exactly what happens. We start with some current events, uh, Roger's outage, uh, we talk about Elon Musk and Twitter and GDPR and uh, the uh, James West uh, Space Telescope, and then start pulling those things together into common threads about automation and uh, autonomous cars and how society interacts with these things. So this is sort of a casual conversation. If you're looking for deep tech, uh, this is not your, your podcast, but I am certain that uh, you might enjoy listening to the conversation. And I don't know if you if you guys heard uh, about the uh, um, internet outage here in Canada. Um, oh yeah, did you get impacted? Yeah, yeah. Oh shoot. I, I mean, I. My my work did not get impacted because we, we had sufficient redundancy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I work remotely, so. Oh, did it take down data centers too? I was assuming it was just home users, but. So, it took down um, mobile and internet data. It took yeah. down a good chunk of the banking network, uh, because. Uh, here we have Interact, which is a banking network. So basically, debit transactions between uh, oh. banks. Uh, it happens to be using only the the, the network that, that was affected. So all Interact transactions were unavailable. Um, 911 calls uh, for affected customers were out. Um, yeah. Uh, Cable TV for those as well because they they switched entirely to digital, so with without internet. Oh, no right. One. So yeah, it, it was a pretty major outage. Um, and did that mean all the did they lose the cell networks? Like the the both networks crossed over, and whatever uh, caused the problem. Oh, so the only so. The, yeah, so the the cell networks of the of Rogers, the the company that had the outage, those were entirely out. Um, the other network providers were not out. Um, but yeah, uh, given that Canada has an, uh, an basically a monopoly on, on on well, not monopoly, oligopoly, I guess would be the better word. So that there's there's three major network providers. So one of them going out takes down at least a third of the, the traffic. US, US isn't that different, actually, as we see when Amazon has issues, it's, um, there's, there's a lot of widespread stuff. Do they, do they know what the problem was? So the Cloudflare says that um, the Rogers ASN dropped, it, dropped off the, the face of the planet, so BGP. Um, was was <laughs> likely course. involved in, in that. Um, over the weekend, so after the 
to start getting their service back. The Rogers CEO came, like made a public statement saying that uh, it was an outage as part of a quote unquote uh, routine upgrade. Uh, <clears throat> bullshit. <clears throat> um, yeah. So for, for, for the kind of BGP fuck up that happened, this was no routine maintenance. Um, like, and, and it's not the first time Kenny and Network have done this. Like, the, the, something very similar happened what, two, two, three years ago. So they haven't learned from their mistakes. I mean, it, I'm assuming it was at least there is a human configuration error somewhere. Quite possible, but, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, it could have well have started as a what was supposed to be a routine maintenance and, and someone fat fingered or something or, 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 or like dropped, a, dropped their BGP configuration. Uh, but <laughs> right. I mean, there, there's certainly something, something very wrong in a system that allowed this to happen and a system that didn't allow recovery to happen for more than a day. Yeah, that seems like a really egregious length of time. Yeah. I mean, when you look at major are, are they... international incidents, recovery is typically in the matter of hours, not days. <laughs> well, you think they're going to come out with an actual postmortem or like, <laughs> we're getting no. used to from no I, I i wouldn't trust them any further than i control them um they and, and there's probably not a lot of ways to switch off of them either though no no um i mean again like in in terms of phone there's three providers so i i can it's basically choose your poison there in terms yeah. of internet it's even worse there's only two providers rogers and bell um, and I've had such sour experience w with Bell that, that even this fuck up with Rogers has not <laughs> made me want to switch off of them. Uh, like the, yeah. the, their, their customer service is, is so bad. They make Comcast look good. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's the. That's for the interesting wow. or the 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 rent worthy uh, news. On 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 good news though, the the they uh, released uh, new pictures of the James Webb uh, telescope. That was from, stunning. From, yeah. It, what was your takeaway? Um, I I, I was just uh, floored when I saw it. Like particularly the, the comparison to to the picture that that Hubble took uh, wow. way back then, which itself was groundbreaking. This is basically it, it makes me super excited to see the new stuff that that the GWST is going to uh, provide because it is just amazing. I I strongly agree that the looking at like clearly formed galaxies in that image it, yeah. it's one thing to be like oh yeah we're you know but it's plain as day that there's like a lot of galaxies it's not even like 
hey, there's occasionally other galaxies. It was there are so there's right a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, and not, not just that. It's just the, the absolutely stunning detail on that. Like the the, the previous picture is like, oh, there, there's a blob there, like it's slightly lighter than than the background, and and, and now you look at the James Webb Telescope and it's like this actual shapes and yeah things that you can uh, discern there. It's uh, stunning, yeah. And that's not even the big um, reflector, right? That's not the, those are, I, I believe they were taking those with the, the aiming uh, telescope, the aiming, right? Uh, I, was that, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was really neat. I was excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, and, and the last thing that, that that's currently happening is the, the Uber scandal. In oh, yeah. Well, not, not just Europe, probably, but uh... I, I. But I, I mean, we knew they were shady. I, I mean, <laughs> I <guess>. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's an element to just how shady that is is a surprise, but. Well, the. The surprising part, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but but I guess just my nature that I was surprised about these things is that for how long they got away with it. Mm. Well, the challenge always becomes who are the the players involved that are essentially going to be keep covering it up because of their own vested interest. There you go. Well, the, I mean. Uh, a lot of high levels have already been named as, as being involved in that. Um, like the, the the current head of the like the Uber Eats division is um, has been singled out. Um, so it's it's going to create quite a big upheaval, and I, I'm I'm wondering if if this is going to end up in like. A Madoff type trial where big names are oh. going to end up in jail. I'm trying to think of, I mean, we, I, I know in the US we don't, I mean, Europe's different, which we don't, we don't hold uh, corporations particularly accountable. Um, From that perspective, yeah. like in a sense, Europe is a lot stricter with customer protection. Uh, so the fact that Uber has circumvented a lot of that, um, it, it's going to be interesting how much um, how much bite European laws are going to have on, on this. So. Um, it, I mean, it's also different. so. I, actually, there's there's a, there's a, a very specific real question, right? Because I mean, in the U.S., we had them like literally circumventing authorities by by identifying cell phones of enforcement agencies, and then you know, moving on, not having rides around them, and not allowing them to get picked up. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's there's no downside. 
for, for this behavior. I mean, there's, they're going to be outraged, but I mean, the, um, in Europe, they, there are, there, they, they are putting pretty, you know, some of the, the uh, right to be forgotten and some of the, some of the GDPR laws are, um, actually I have a rant about that. Um, you know, they, they put some real tooth in, teeth in, in some of those, at least the, the appearance of real teeth. Um, I, I mean, we, we start, because I, we do our, um, PII information, uh, reviews company-wide for training, you know, on a regular basis. And one of the things that's really hard, is like, all right, so PII includes your email address. And I can't stop you from emailing your email address to me or your name, right? It's, it's, there's, there's information that we, we, one, can't keep from collecting. And two, um, some of it's like really hard to not, not collect. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm, yeah, I mean, as far as GDPR is concerned, or all the similar privacy laws, they're, they're still quite reasonable when it comes to legitimate use. So, for example, like the retention rules don't apply as long as you have a legitimate business with the person whose PI you, you've collected and you have a legitimate reason to collect that information. Um, for example, like again, like company I work with, Geotap, we like we collect location data. Uh, and like as long as it as long as it a company is a customer of ours, the PII of their users, we can retain it for as long as they want us to. Once they stop transacting with us, then we can that then we have to look at a reasonable window for removing that information if or at least making it inaccessible right. um but uh yeah like th th there's a difference between that and and again the abusing the 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 pi for example like the there, there was, there's no legitimate reason why uh, Uber as a company should have had the need to single out the the location of law enforcement versus other customers. So that's an abuse of the information that that they collected, and that's likely where they're going to get dinged. I, I still, it's, I, I feel like there's this win at any cost attitude, um, which but I, I don't it's encouraged. Stop. It's encouraged. Rewarding it. Yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's an absolutely cutthroat, um, business. Um, and yes, as, as, as you said, it, it, it's encouraged, like it, yeah. it's, well, it's the taxi and, and, you know, I know there are people on the other side of the argument that would say that, you know, the, the entrenched interests of the taxi industry was preventing things from changing and preventing an innovation opportunity, you know, holding, holding back potential taxi drivers, you know, people who wanted to be drivers or could be drivers. 
Oh yeah. Uh, that, 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 there's absolutely no innocent uh, <laughs> uh, companies in, in, in that environment. Like, mm-hmm. like in, in this case, Uber got, got caught with their hands in the, in the jar, but but yeah, the taxi drivers were, were by no means uh, like a guilt-free. Um, right. Well, they created a whole secondary market like in New York for taxi which were being traded as assets. Mm-hmm. Um, which was not Omega the too. intent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that. That's the. Yeah. I, I don't know. It feels like I, I, I don't want the the things to not be changed, but I also very wary when I watch a company's just you know figure they can be faster than the the regulation or faster than the we're in a, we're in a big rush. Which I, I doesn't always help us. Depends on who you ask. I made a the, the similar comment about uh, security and agility the other day. Mm. And it's yeah. it's it's a slippery slope. It's like yes, I think sometimes we're a little arrogant as human beings to think that oh you know what I'm just going to run really fast with scissors and everything's going to be okay <laughs> and I'm just going to be really careful. Yeah. And I'm just going to be really careful while I'm running with the scissors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it happens to everybody. Well, and then and then the other side of it is the hubris of. Um, Oh, I didn't get hurt running with scissors. Therefore, I must be really skilled at running with scissors. Yep. Uh, that that in some ways is the is one of the biggest dangers with any of this. And I, I suspect there were people at Uber who would be like, "Hey, we shouldn't do this. This isn't whatever." And one of the defenses would be, "Well, we haven't gotten caught so far. It's okay. We keep we keep running blind." Um, and it's okay. it's a repeating pattern too, right? Yeah, like pretty much pretty much any major security incident can be boiled down to to, to that scenario. Like, uh, um, agreed. Like, uh, even, the, probably even even the um, outage we started the call with. Yeah. Um, and then uh, along those lines, we've got the Twitter stuff with. With Musk, oh. <laughs> I, 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 don't I mean, even know how they could have defended themselves against that because, I mean, the, the sequence of events feels predictable to me. Yep. Um, and yet, the damage he's doing, whether you know it was a plan or just his moment by moment approach. Um. I'm just surprised the SEC hasn't gone after Musk yet because, I mean, it, mm. it, it, it's just so many cases of blatant market manipulation. Like, not, not just Twitter, but also Tesla. Like, every yeah. time he, he posts something on, on, on social media, it's, it's to either rile up into a buying or selling frenzy, depending on, on what. Mm. what he wants to do it's an yeah because he definitely impacted with uh tesla's stock as a consequence of of this move 
Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm most certainly Twitter stock. And definitely Twitter's taking a beating from that perspective. Yeah. Um, and it really prevented them from being able to you know, continue to focus because they, I know they lost workers, they've lost users. Um, yeah, I, and I don't understand why they don't ban it. <laughs> I, I know it's probably not in their um, policy to, to ban somebody who is disrupting the operations of the platform for that reason, but it seems sort of like a reasonable reasonable defense strategy. I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about it. I think, I mean, I, like if I was at Twitter. The, they're, a, they're a social media company that like, he drives uh, engagement. Uh, it's many times it's a bad kind of engagement, but I mean, when you're a social media company, you you usually don't have the the kind of scruples to to distinguish between them. It's all oh, about getting the getting the eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, so there's somebody inside of Twitter being like, "Well, he's generating a lot of good traffic for us at the moment, <laughs> even this he's tanking the value of the company." I mean, oh. if he had gone through with the buyout, the stockholders wouldn't have complained about it. It's the fact that he right. reneged on, on, on the offer. I mean, if they end up with a billion dollars, that's a pretty significant, you know, invest, you know, investable. I'm assuming they can they can put that into the platform. Yeah, I mean, considering that the original offer was forty-four billion dollars, I mean, I, given that at the time it seemed that the deal was practically done, um, at that point, any any kind of impact on the company is like, well, it's it's his own money. Like he at that point owns the company, so if he wants to tank its stock, well, it's. It's not good, but uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's like he's peeing in his own house. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's all pretty ugly. I I had a more technical uh, question for for y'all. If you have experience with uh, something called Plausible, a uh, Google Analytics. Alternatives. We were talking about GDPR, which hmm. um, haven't really explored much in, 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 the, in the analytics field. So okay, we we've been um, um, uh, for us. We have like multiple different web properties that um, all like our docs and our website and our UX that are each different domains. And so I want to create better tracking for which we could do with Google Analytics. But Google Analytics is, you know, you're, we end up with GDPR warning. And I, I really don't want GDPR warnings on, on the product. Um, that feels really oogie to me. Um, yeah. And so uh, plausible is GDPR. They, they don't store any personally identifiable information. They still track, and you can do user like uh, not click tracking, but um, you know, page tracking and uh, people's journey through sites, and, and connect all the, the metrics together. If you want, 
but um, they, since it's not a third party tracker, they and the data they're collecting is not personally. There's no like unique cookie like they do with, with Google to track you across sites. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, run afoul of GDPR. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh... I, I again, I, I don't know to, this, to the extent of, of where plausible is um, it's practical for you, but uh, it, it seems like a valid. I'm in the process of implementing, so I'll, I'll let y'all know. Um, if you had forward-looking radar for me, that would. I, I don't. I'm not very concerned about it because the the revert uh, process is you know changes in on three three config files. It's not it's not the end of the world to go back to Google Analytics. I have to go have to figure out my GDPR cookie warning, uh, which I haven't, haven't put in yet. I, I mean, are you able to use Google Analytics at all? In, in, oh, yeah. In, no, in we do. We currently, use Google, we, we currently use Google Analytics, and you know, we, we probably need to go back, but I was planning to migrate, and add in all those, the classic annoying, you know, except the cookies. Uh, nonsense, which is not particularly useful for anybody. The uh, re reason I was asking is because I, I thought uh, like a week or two ago there was something in the news about Google uh, Analytics uh, being banned in Europe. They are having problems. So, so they're having problems, but, but they're still being used. Or, or still usable. <laughs> I haven't seen any. You know, I don't. I don't analyze people's uh, cookie stuff. I'd be stunned if Google Analytics people pulled Google Analytics mm. from that perspective. Mm. Uh, people's their investment in in that type of stuff is super hot. And then it, you know, it's there's a cruft simulation in that where I was looking back through the, the tags and like, oh, and by the way, our website sends information to Twitter because we run Twitter ads and it sends information to LinkedIn because we run LinkedIn ads, sends information, right? It's, it's um, every company has decided it's to their benefit to get information about your website. And they're providing, you know, benefit to you for sharing that information. Yeah. But... Um, that's what you know we haven't we haven't had a, a good cookie um tracking scandal in the press for a while because they're they've got other things to worry about but there have been articles about like all the places that your data gets sent when you visit even a routine website can't even imagine society like the, the we've just sites i think we've just i said i think it's society society we just conceded that the information is gone you, yeah. Either you tell us you're taking it or you're just taking it without us knowing. That's, I, it's a stunning thing to go and do a uh, ad, ad search or to the product search or buy um, something and then watch how far and wide. Like, all right, so um, we bought a bidet. I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan. Um, so yay, we bought that. And then my ads, but in like so many platforms are now trying to sell me more bidets. Need more butts, but more bidets. And um, and so it's crazy to see just how quickly and then how persistently uh, that crosses into every platform 
that I'm selling. If you essentially, you know, uh, depending on what they're what they're trying to sell you, it, it's it's not even the directly like that. Sometimes, uh, like we we all know how Facebook listens in on on its uh, mobile users. Indeed, it does. But he, here's the thing, like it doesn't it doesn't even only affect the direct user because Facebook knows, like even if you are not a Facebook user, if you're near a Facebook user and discuss a topic, they will link that back to you and then serve you targeted ads. Oh, they're good enough. a discussion that you had with someone else. Oh my goodness. Really? They, they, yeah. would, they would go back to your, your voice prints? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, the voice thing is super creepy because conversations that you have around Facebook do turn up in your ad feeds. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, I think it was like a year ago, two years ago, when uh, McDonald's was trying the, uh, the the robot order taker and then uh, eventually had to, to cease and desist because apparently they were storing that data. Oh, Oh, with the ones at the, like in the front of the cashiers, like in the drive-thrus? No. So I know out by me, you would go through yeah. the drive-thru and essentially it would be a, a, an automated uh, order taker. So it wasn't a person, it was the machine taking your order. And apparently they were actually recording that and storing the voice transaction. Oh, okay. On the grounds, probably that you gave them the voice and gave them permission, and they. Oh, but then they'd know your credit card. They'd know. So I, they, I had read something. I think like a, a few months after, I guess they were like piling in it, talking about the legal implications that they were running into and why they had to stop. Okay. Because they technically hadn't gotten explicit authorization to do that. <laughs> It's going to be a click through when you when you drive to the drive through before you get to the kiosk. There's going to be a, a, a long page of text you can scroll through, and you there's a, there'll be a gate, and you'll have to click "I'd accept" before you. Then now they can take your order. Terms and the terms and services before your your McDonald's order can be taken. I, I don't think we're that far from that. And there's a license agreement for public roads. Ugh. Oh. Tons of liability issues. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see, and this has died down too. The um, patent, um, see the state patent stuff. Um, I don't think it's gone away. I think it's the the controversy has died down. But um, where the the pharmaceutical, the pesticide companies have patented the seeds, right? All the soybean seeds to be resistant to the. Um, or the pesticides. And then that was destroying the heirloom crops. And they were like, you can't plant the seeds without paying the royalties for the seeds. So you can't, you can't plant seeds that are um, patented, even if you have excess from your harvest, right? That's you have to, you have to buy the seeds each time. Um, Not only that, but uh, also it, like if you're, if you're a farmer and, and your neighbor uses those patented seeds That's what was uh, and, and those disseminate onto your uh, field, um, 
then you you cannot harvest your own crops because they include those the patented field the seeds because it germinates yeah they they, yeah. The, they contaminate the the germination and then you end up with patented un, un, without any control patent yeah. And do you think you could think they'll end up getting to be a waiver where if you want to eat that soybean-based burger, you end up having to sign a sign a waiver to consume the product? I hope not. Uh, I, I mean, uh, speaking of, of agriculture, there's also the 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 nearest issue with uh, with uh, with glyphosate, like with Monsanto's uh, pesticide. Where it's uh, they've now found uh, traces of it in even in breast milk. Oh, um, no. This was this was a pesticide that was supposed to break down fairly quickly. So, yeah. So, but it's also been found in like even or, organic um, um, products. Yeah. No, I mean the organic stuff is not. There's there's no bubbles. So. As much as people try, there's going to be a degree of cross cross. Yep. It, it is. I mean, I'm sitting in you know in Texas where we're breaking all sorts of heat records, and you know not particularly worried about the potential cause for the heat records. So. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting decade. Coming up. As in the Chinese curse, in, interesting. <laughs> I yes, that's I think that's exactly the way to describe it. Let's see. I, I've given. I don't know. I, I've, I've more or less given up on hoping for technical. Some some happen. You know, I used to when I was a kid. I used to expect that we would we would have technology that would just solve every problem um, as it as it came up. Now I'm taking a grim turn. Um, I, I mean, I'm still hopeful. Like the technology can still help solve problems. Is I think that the issue is more that um, wh whether the technology is applied fast enough or, or not. Mm. Like, for example, like we there, there there's plenty of capabilities for replacing. <laughs> Uh, carbon emitting power sources like uh, like we, there, there's new nuclear technology that, that's both safe and, 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 and green uh, there's solar the, the, there's wind uh, lots of ways to produce energy now uh, but the yeah, fact that there's legal barriers that that, that, that uh, the people in power are actively working against the decommissioning of coal and, and gas and oil uh, power. Uh, that That's the problems that we're, that we're facing these days, not, not so much the technology side of things. Did, did you see the, um, there was a, there's a North, I think it was a North Carolina law, maybe some, there was a, one of the Carolinas, I think. Um, the where they were um, removing electric charging stations, which uh, matters. To, we're we're EV drivers, so we care. Um, I, I've seen that one. Yes, I, I, 
I mean, honestly, it, it's not very far from what happened in, in Ontario, where uh, here in, in the province are uh, the or, or premier or decided the, during the what was it four years ago or so that uh, the electric charging stations that were being built into um, rest stops um, should be torn out. And, and only now is he saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to like uh, build jobs by electrifying and I'm, I'm putting in these electric charging stations and, and rest stops now. I was like, great, you've, you've delayed the, the, the progress of, uh, of the province by, by four years. Um, so, I mean, I, I expect the same to happen to be happening in in, in the, which our Carolina it was, or that 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 has just happened. That uh, I mean, eventually, uh, once once the U.S. shifts to a majority of uh, electrification, they're going to be playing catch up, and it's yeah. going to cost them more than than had they started now. Uh, yeah, we still have a bizarre, like the, the road tax situation to resolve. So the the let you know, and this is this actually. There's an IT lesson in this, which is the parlay of increasing costs for legacy. Um, that that uh, I'll try. Let me try and connect the stops really, really specifically. So one of the things that we enjoy as electric electric car drivers is we're not paying uh, road tax in the U.S. at least. I don't know how Canada does it, but um, so because I don't buy gas or often buy gas as the bulb, um, I'm not paying my my mileage uh, share of road road maintenance. So I'm not buying that, that commodity, and there's no tax, there's no makeup tax, and they don't have they don't you know ask me to pay it. Uh, per mile for the car I drive, a separate separate thing. I'm not sad, <laughs> but um, that also means that that you know I'm not paying into the maintaining the legs. I'm getting an artificial discount. If you want to think mm -hmm. about it for the maintenance of the infrastructure, and so the people who are in the legacy infrastructure are paying uh, part of my share. I don't think the logic's very good because I think we need we need a generational shift and we need to fix the problem, but such as it is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that the way we approach like cloud technologies and things like that is that we create a lot of incentives for the migration and disincentives on the legacy side. The people who aren't migrating, maybe it's maybe that's better, who aren't migrating um, are stuck not just with the older infrastructure, but additional penalties in, in operating that infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's similar here in in, in Canada as well, where um, where basically the the road tax is built into the the, the gas um, tax. Um, I mean, moving forward, I, at the very least, considering the technological changes that that we've seen in, in vehicles. 
um, I, I'd say that, that most likely what we'll end up seeing is that um, telematics come, come into uh, play here where um, I, either on a monthly basis or, or yearly basis or however they decide to collect it, um, the telemetry is collected from, from the vehicles. So like, okay, your odometer reading now reads this number. Mm -hmm. So Oh, that would be an interesting thing. Right. Yeah. That would be um, basically dynamic tolling. Yeah. yeah. And in Texas, as much as I, I don't like all the toll roads they've set up, that is a right that there is a use tax on the tolling. Yeah. From uh, from that perspective, right? I'm paying for the road as I drive on it. Yeah. The the only challenge with that though is what what, what happens with 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 out of state or all province license plates, like how is that collected? So it would it would need in, to include GRP data, and, and that would need to be hmm. passed on. So the, 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 again, there's privacy uh, problems to, to consider with that. They got to in case of America, the national level, to be able to share the telemetry data between states to properly calculate. Mm -hmm. Which uh they don't have any problem doing that for traffic light <laughs> cameras and speeding cameras. <laughs> they managed to send that data around just fine. Yeah, or, or even vehicle re registration information. Yeah. But um it, it is still something that is going to warrant a legal discussion before it gets implemented. Uh, as I, the only thing I hope is that they they don't make it a they don't take the easy way out and, and make it a fixed charge because it, that would be oh not per vehicle because that is one thing that I like about the gas tax is that vehicles that consume more gas is they do more damage to the roads and therefore pay a higher that's well, proportion that seems is that what you mean uh. Kind of, yeah, but but I I mean I I would also so for example like if it's if it's done per vehicle so let's say you own a vehicle you you pay you know fifty dollars a year in tax or, mm -hmm. or, or road tax, um, then this only encourages uh, using the vehicle more, which. I mean, it's kind of detrimental to urban planning where you want to encourage people to use their vehicles less to reduce traffic. So um, I, I just hope that that gets taken into account. An interesting, you know, there's a lot of insurance companies that are sharing or collecting, asking drivers to share driving data to produce insurance information. The insurance companies could actually be in a position to collect um, this tax. But also, you're, you were saying earlier that a lot of cars, car manufacturers are collecting driving analytics, whether you are realizing it or not, or subscribed or not. Mm -hmm. Right, like, I, I don't know about the, I, I suspect, maybe you have confirmation, for the Volt, um, I think that uh, GM maintains the data collection uh, link that came with the car, whether I'm using it or not. 
but I think they do the same thing with uh, um, OnStar. That's OnStar. Yeah, I, I mean it's all through OnStar. So, so yes, it's like um, my understanding is like you all, all of the the the, the connected services on GM vehicles go through OnStar. So but are they are they collecting data on you, including location, whether you are subscribed or not? Like what do they do with the I, I don't know about location. I, I definitely know that you get uh that they collect things like uh, odometer reading, um uh Vehicle uh, alert statuses uh, like like uh, tire pressure and uh, engine light and, and so on. Those, those all get collected and 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 I I get a monthly OnStar reports even though I'm not an OnStar subscriber. Having said that, not being an OnStar subscriber is not the same as not having OnStar or or, or like not being connected <laughs> on. That's so, right. So, so for GM, this this there's actually three levels there is the active onstar subscription which also includes things like, like satellite radio and on uh, like their 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 web app the the my chevrolet uh, and other things then there's the uh, basic onstar which is you own a gmb goal with that you purchase with within the certain recency which i think is like eight years or, or something like that uh, and then there's the not on there there no on start at all kind kind of level which is for vehicles for which the basic has essentially ex- expired so 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 gm swallows the cost of the of the basic on star uh but uh it, but yeah, after a certain vehicle age, they, they they do cut you off from it. <laughs> or I mean, at least with 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 the bolt, it is like that, and 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 that is based on information that, that I got from from the bolt community. That's an interesting. My my car, it could be just that's their cost. Uh, how much they prepay on the whatever the the service is that that powers the network. Um, my car it crossed the eight year boundary, so. I haven't, but I haven't, I haven't seen an email from the car in years and years. Yeah. Uh, And again, like, I I don't know the exact details, but, but that that is what, what I've been told uh, by community members. So uh, I have no reason to, to disbelieve it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it again. It, it largely will will depend on 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 how the the, the markets go because uh, the companies will, will do whatever is like that. The car manufacturers will do whatever is uh, the least costly for them. Um, but I mean, if they if they do get subsidies from 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 governments for for collecting the, the that information. Uh, you bet that they'll, they'll do that. <laughs> interesting, yeah. It would definitely allow them to, because um, one of the things in, in the U.S., 
the high, with the gas prices and you're talking about tax, I don't think happened. I think uh, I think our president managed to navigate um, getting the PR bump for proposing it, but Congress uh, couldn't act on it. Like the thing, the gas tax holiday. Um, I, and it's it's very tempting to right to that's a that's a dangerous dangerous trend line um, for the for the marginal benefit that it would get. It'd be interesting to see people who um, there's so much more to the road system than the roads you immediately. interesting i just realized i tied us all the way back to um <laughs> the rogers adage and in, in that statement it's not just it's not just the packets that you send it's the infrastructure that's all around it yeah i mean it would also change significantly if uh if autonomous vehicles were, were to start dominating the, the market um yeah because then it, it might end up being that the vehicles themselves are treated as a shared commodity as opposed to a private one. Oh, and, uh, I, that would really surprise me. Why, why, how would they end up? Or, oh, wait, you're thinking about autonomous vehicles from a, a person perspective. I was thinking, I was assuming trucks. Um, well, I mean, uh, trucks, it does already happening. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm talking more about personal vehicles. Uh, for for trucks in particular, is is actually a lot simpler to to track their their usage because, mm -hmm. uh, like in at least in the U.S. and Canada, uh, all commercial vehicles are or commercial heavy transport vehicles are, are expected to have a transponder, and and, and in many states, it's, it's required to have digital or a digital collection of of their data. I mean, th this is this is Geotap's bread and butter. This is the product that we sell, uh, or at least that. that oh, we, that's right. This that is your business of expertise for you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so this this is for 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 commercial vehicles. Like this is already a, a done thing. Like plug in the transponder, all the the furniture is is automatically logged. Uh, mm -hmm. In some cases, it's automatic. Like it 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 can be shared. Like exported really easily and, and shared with uh, with the DOT, um, but yeah, it's it's passenger vehicles where um, where it becomes a lot more money because again, there's no there's no legislation that requires collection of that information. Well, I mean, there's privacy and there's privacy. Go ahead. Uh, uh, exactly what I was going to say. Like that, like passing that kind of legislation itself is going to, would, would be problematic so it i mean uh, at best it, it it might end up being something that that's self-reporting in, in which case that's uh that's going to require auditing um uh, so if, if we were to switch to autonomous passenger vehicles or personal vehicles um mm -hmm. the i love the the hurdles for collecting information might might be bypassed because then it is non it's no longer single user PI. It's more like a shared 
Like, okay, like, yeah. what, where does I, this I would, bus or I taxi ex- go? I would expect autonomous vehicles to end up looking more like taxis than personal use vehicles. Like if they, because of the cost and also the, right, the amount of usage that you'd be able to get, basically be a, you know, an Uber, an Uber, you know, it'd be a super Uber. Yeah. I mean, there's still going to be cases where personal vehicles are going to be preferred or these personal vehicles with certain features, like for example, uh, child restraints, like those, Mm-hmm. It, those are not practical, practical to install and remove all the time. Although there they could be like different classes of vehicles. They're like, instead of getting just an Uber, you say, like, give me an Uber with a child seat. Um, but uh, yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I could see child, the child. Um, I'm actually surprised this hasn't happened even with Uber, where um, we get closer to snap in. Uh, child seat constraints. I mean, uh, th- those do exist. Well, like the 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 latch system. The latches do, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, as someone who was who still has children, but but child seat age, um, those are not easy to to install and remove. Again, no, they're not. Like the, particularly like the, and and, and it, it's also not not practical either. Like the, the 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 seat needs to be properly tightened, and, and I mean you can't do that while you have a baby in the seat, because in in, in order to properly tighten it, it, like the way the fire department tells you to do it, like you need to basically stand in the vehicle, put your knee inside the seat, and like push down hard. Mm-hmm. So doing that in doing that in a winter month with, with snow around you, that's not going to happen. In a temporary car, and then you need equal force to remove it. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point. Well, re- removing it is actually easier because it's it's kind of like an airplane seat belt where you just pull the oh, it just snaps, pull the buckle, okay. and on, on, on it loosens. Until it's been a while since I've had to put it in a car seat happily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were actually at the top of the hour. Um, I'm glad y'all showed up. I, I actually like the casual conversation aspect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, take care of yourselves. Next week, uh, we're, I'm going to try and go back to governance as code. Sounds good. Talk about that a little bit more. I actually spent some time in the last few weeks uh, updating the linting or in- enabling all of the Terraform linting stuff that we have. So I have some hands-on experience on, the, on that. <laughs> but that's not the extent of governance as code. But I think it would be fun to talk through different places. It's, it's a deep rabbit hole. It's a deep topic. Cool. Talk to you then. We're on Thursday. Cheers. Wow, that was fun. This is exactly the type of conversation that we want you to be part of. The fact that we can sit down and have a casual conversation about current topics, really cover things um, that are of personal interest, is exactly the point of Cloud 2030. So please come in, join us. Bring your voice, be part of these topics. You can look up our agendas at the 2030.cloud or just show up. We, we always allow time for your questions, your comments, your observations. That is part of the purpose. They don't always make it into the podcast, so you don't hear them, but we definitely do enjoy the roundtable. I'll see you there. Please join us. Thanks.
Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN, where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently, because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly, or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and you know laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.